Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is The Business of Thinking Big, the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode of The Business of Thinking Big. As always, I'm your host and business coach, Leanne, and I am so super grateful that you have chosen to spend a few minutes with me today. I promise I'm going to make it some of the most powerful minutes of your entire day, maybe your entire week. So I get asked all the time about testimonials. I get asked questions about why do I need them? where should I be putting them? And most importantly, how do I get them? And I have been teaching this for many years, from way back in the day to when I was doing more sales consulting for small businesses. And this is something that I feel very strongly about. Testimonials are so key for us, and yet so many of us are not actively pursuing them, and and so many of us are not actually using them to the fullest. I'm going to share a few strategies with you today about how you can easily collect testimonials on a regular basis and then what you can be doing with them when you get them, okay? Before we dive in though, I do want to make it clear why testimonials matter. Testimonials are such a key piece of your marketing because of something called social proof. Humans are hardwired to want to see social proof when they are investing in a new product or service. Basically, what that means is they want to see that the thing that they are about to buy is going to get them the results that they want. And specifically, they want to see that other people just like them have gotten specific results from using that thing. So essentially what happens is when they see a story of someone that was just like them, who was struggling with a similar problem as them, and that person goes out and hires, let's say, a business coach. Well, if that person gets amazing results and can talk about it, what that does to that other person is that person goes, oh, wait a second, she was just like me. And if she was able to do that with that coach, that means I can do something like that with that coach too. So they start making these connections in their brain. And that's why it's really important when you are looking for testimonials to think about variety. You don't want the same story over and over again. You want different types of people who've all experienced different results and who came to you with different problems to begin with because that is just going to help reach and convert more people, right? If you're telling the same story over and over again, then you're only going to reach that one type of person, which is fine if that's what you're looking to build. But for a lot of my coaches and consultants and more service-based businesses, they help a variety of people with a variety of problems. So again, if you're looking to grow, then it's important that you showcase that variety. So I'm going to break down for you how I used to go about collecting testimonials. And to be honest, I actually haven't done this in a while. So this is a good reminder for me and my team that we should sit down and do this. But essentially, what you should try to do is there's two ways to collect testimonials. The first way is that you are collecting them as you go. 
And particularly when you've had a big win for a client, right? That aha moment when I'm coaching interior designers, I always say it's the big reveal, right? It's the moment you can see they're sort of at the peak of experience with you. And that can be really effective because you're capturing them at that height of happiness, right? The height of feeling those results. And of course, that does go down over time. And especially if it's been a while since they've worked with you, they might actually forget that feeling altogether. So that is the ideal scenario that you are messaging them, you're reaching out at the peak of the experience. But I also know that's not always possible, that you're going to capture everyone in that moment. So if you're not able to do that, what I recommend is that you batch these and you do them twice a year. Okay, so maybe once in the spring and once in the fall, you are reaching out to all your existing or recent customers. And what you're going to do is you're going to create a template email that basically states what it is you need. Because not everyone knows what a testimonial is or why you would need it. So you're going to actually summarize that in your template email and you're going to batch send it to everyone you possibly can. Again, if you're doing this individually, you're waiting for that peak moment or just a really great, you know, if you're a coach, it's that like really great breakthrough coaching session. And then you want to send this request or email a couple of days after that point in time. Okay. So either you're batching it a couple times a year or you're making a list of your clients and you're just noting where they're having those moments and you're sending this template out. Okay. So I'm going to tell you in a little bit what the template is going to say, but it's really important that you start with something that's pre-written so that you don't have to type it out all the time. Otherwise, it's going to be painful for you. However, just like with every template, you're going to want to personalize it. And obviously, you're, you're going to do that by including their first name. But also, I like the first sentence to speak to something about that client. So really making it personal. If I was sending this in the summer, I might say, hey, Joanne, I hope you had a great time at the cottage if I know that she went there or something like that that really speaks to that person because you're about to ask this person a favor. And if they feel like they're receiving a form letter, they're much less likely to actually do this for you. This is why surveys can sometimes be detrimental because surveys are sent to everyone en masse. And you know, if I receive a survey... I just assume someone else is going to fill this out. You know, another client or another person is going to fill this out. I don't necessarily need to do it myself. So I like this personalized approach. Again, you write a kick-ass template once. You never have to write it again, okay? And you're going to personalize it every time. So here's what goes into that template. You're going to tell them what you need and why you need it. This is really important because if you don't tell them what exactly you're looking to get, they are probably not going to do it or they're going to send you the wrong thing. So when I do this with my clients, I will say, I'm looking for two to three sentences about your experiences in working with me. And then I'm going to prompt them with something specific that we did together. Again, I'm always looking for those unique stories. So, you know, someone who had, let's say, a really great experience doubling their revenue, let's say, I'm going to ask them to talk about that in the testimonial because that's a huge piece of social proof right there. 
And someone who's looking to grow their revenue with me is going to really respond to that. But somebody else may have had a completely different set of victories. Maybe someone else overcame imposter syndrome, you know, and was able to reach and convert their customers because of that. I am going to ask them to tell that story because, again, that really showcases our best work together. So I'm going to tell them what I need. I'm going to prompt them with something specific I'd like them to include. And then I'm going to tell them somewhere in the email why I need it. So I usually say, feedback like this will help me reach and serve other people just like you. Okay? I'm also going to share with them in this template where this will be used. And this is important because some people do not feel comfortable having their identity revealed online in certain places. So usually I say, this will be used in social media, on my website, and possibly in email communication with my clients so that they can get the full scope of where this might be used. The other thing I include in this template, now it's probably sounding like it's very long, but it's actually not. If this person is maybe newer to doing something like this, I will include a sample. And usually I'll say I've included a sample below and I put it below the signature so it's not cluttering up the ask of the email. But some people really do need that. And some people will write a better testimonial when they see a sample of what you're asking for. So choose a really great sample, or you could even write a sample yourself or a fictional client and include that again, especially if you feel like your people do not know what to put in a testimonial email. And one thing I know that you're worrying about or wondering right now is, do I write testimonials for my clients? No, I do not. I don't think that ethically that is the right thing to do because I want it to be written in their voice. But again, by giving them some nuggets that I'd like them to include, by providing a sample, I am helping them to write the best possible testimonial for me, which is only going to serve me. I don't think that writing a testimonial on their behalf and having them sign off on it is ethically the right thing to do because they didn't actually say those things. And I always believe in integrity in our businesses. So I don't recommend that even though it would save you time, most likely, I recommend that you do it this way. So once again, that template includes what you need and break it down into the number of sentences that you are looking for. Prompt them with what specific things you'd like them to include. Tell them why you need it. And you're also going to tell them where you, you might share it. And a last piece is And this is a kicker. Tell them when you need it back by because otherwise it sits in people's inboxes for a really long time and doesn't get actioned. So I'm going to get give you some tips on how you can actually collect these back and get them back in a timely manner. But this is one of the ways. Give them a deadline. And again, if you tell them why you need it back by then, aka something like, if you could provide this by this Friday, that would be great because we're updating the website next week right? Just give them any reason, honestly, it, that it's that sense of urgency that people need to respond. And I think you will find you will get more of these back. Okay. So that's what the template looks like. Again, you're going to personalize it. You're going to send this out to your people on a regular basis. And most likely they are going to reply with the testimonial. Don't make it difficult for them. And later, I'm going to tell you why you have them reply to your email with the testimonial. It's coming up in a little bit here. 
But basically, you got to make this so super easy for them to just click one button, hit reply, type it out, and then hit send. Once you get that back, you can look at this testimonial. And if it's a great one, that's when you go with a second ask of, gee, this is so great. Would you mind sharing it right here on my Google review page or my Facebook review page? I recommend that you choose one. Choose the place that it's most meaningful for you to have them upload it and send them the link directly to that page. So not just your Facebook page, but the actual link for your Facebook page reviews. You want to make this so super simple because again, if I've got to click five times just to get there alone, I'm much less likely to do this for you. And I want you to see why I got them to write the testimonial first. I wanted to receive it. I wanted to see that it was well done before I sent them off and asked them to post it somewhere. I also think it's easier for people to just do one thing at a time. So it's much more important that I have these testimonials and that I own them and that I can use them forever. So again, you might want to include that in your template. Get those testimonials to you first and then tell them where they could post it to further assist you. And again, don't ask them to do this 10 times. Ask them to do this one place. One thing, again, you might want to include in your template email that I didn't mention is you might want to include how you will show their name on your, let's say, your website. So again, some people are sensitive to this. So I usually use their first name, last initial. And because I serve business owners, I will also include their business type. So I might say Joanne B, comma, photographer, because that does, again, look like it looks like a real person. It is a real person. I actually have coached a Joanne B who is a photographer. So, you know, by doing that, you're helping them see where is this going to go? What's this going to look like? Most of your clients are going to be thrilled to do this for you. And let me tell you that once you've gotten the hang of this, this is something that you could absolutely have your virtual assistant or EA do this for you or anyone on your team, your marketing coordinator, anyone can do this on your behalf. But in the beginning, I want you actually writing this template. I want you actually sending it because I will tell you, you will get a much better response if the email comes from you than comes from someone on your team most of the time, not always but most of the time, okay? Now, I'm gonna give you a quick couple of do's and don'ts with this, okay? This is really gonna help you gather the best possible testimonials that you can possibly have, and it's gonna help keep this work to a minimum because I really don't want you having to do more than you need to here, okay? Here we go. So here are my do's when it comes to collecting testimonials. Do keep your email template short and sweet. So you want to write this and then you want to edit it down. I do think you don't want an email with multiple long, lengthy, run-on paragraphs because that can feel overwhelming to a recipient. So keep it short and sweet and get to the point as quickly as possible, okay? Once again, do provide a sample testimonial if you feel that is going to help someone write a better testimonial. Or you might include a link to your current testimonials page so they can see some examples for themselves. Okay. You also do 
want to follow your industry guidelines. This is really key because some people in the wellness space are not actually able to collect and or use testimonials from clients. And I'm not going to speak to which industries do and don't have these guidelines because frankly, it just is well beyond my scope here, but you should know this for yourself. So if you aren't familiar, especially if you're in the wellness space or the health space, if you're a health practitioner, you definitely want to go and find this out and make sure that you are keeping within your industry guidelines, okay? My next do as you are reaching out to your clients is do start with your warmest possible clients first. So what I mean by that is start with your most recent clients, your clients that have had the biggest wins, maybe, you know, those dear clients who have been with you for months or maybe even years, always start with the lowest hanging fruit. Okay. If you're not sure if someone's going to say yes to this, They can be lower on the list, especially if your time is limited. Always go to the people that will have the best possible testimonials for you as well. So be thinking of like who are really champions for you. Keep a regular list of those people. And I always say too, don't ask them a million things all the time because those people can get a little worn out. But when it comes to testimonial requests, if you haven't done this recently, start with your warmest slash happiest clients first. Okay. Another do is do diversify those stories and those faces, especially if they're going to go on your website. And we know this, that diversity really does matter. And I can tell you that I will give you an example. I was looking into working with a coach, a very big name coach, working with his organization. He's out of the States. I don't know him very well, so I went to his website to look at sort of his case studies or testimonials page. And the first thing I noticed was that the majority of the faces, like to the tune of like 90 plus percent of the faces on there were white males. And so immediately what that said to me is, this is not a place for me. And it also told me that diversity is not one of this business's values. And so because it's one of my values, I was immediately turned off and I did not pursue hiring that person as a coach. So you have to think about this. If inclusivity and diversity is one of your values, this is one of the ways that we can display that through our testimonials, through featuring people who have done great work with us. But also when I say diversify, I also really do mean the diversity in experiences. Think about the different types of gigs you've had or the different types of ways you've served people. If you want to do more of those things, you have to showcase that. So for me, I could be looking for testimonials for my one-on-one clients, my group coaching clients, my community members, all of those different groups are people that I could be looking for testimonials for. And again, this is something that we are going to be doing more of in the future. So think about that. Do keep that diversification in mind when you're reaching out to these people. And on that note, do ask for a headshot to go with this testimonial. And again, you might do this as a follow-up email. Because if you ask them to do too many things in one email, they're not going to do it. So when you receive that testimonial back, you might say, this is great. I would really love to include this on my website with a photo of yourself. And again, 
when I see a name and a business type in my case and a face, that is furthering that social proof, right? The studies have shown this, that testimonials with a picture of someone's face go a lot further because psychologically it's telling your future clients, hey, these are the types of people that she coaches. This is a real person with a real face and a real story to go with it. So when you do those things, when you think about those diversity in the stories, and then you ask for a headshot to go with it, again, you're hoping that when your people go to the, your testimonials page, for example, you want them to see themselves in these success stories. You want them to say, hey, she looks just like me, or hey, she has a business just like mine, or hey, she has the the same challenges that I do. I'm probably going to get great results too. That's what we're trying to do here. So all of these tips matter a lot. And as always, do follow up. Don't just send this request, and if you don't hear back, do nothing. You're going to want to follow up at least one more time, if not two times, until you receive what you're looking for. Remember that your people are busy. They're juggling a lot. So just because they don't respond right away doesn't mean they don't want to do this for you. It just means that maybe this action item got buried or they forgot about it. So send the personalized template, wait one week, and then send it again as needed until you receive. I don't want to badger people. So I don't think follow up four or five times. That's just too many. But, you know, absolutely a one week follow up is more than appropriate here. Okay. And now a few quick don'ts that will also help you. Okay. When it comes to testimonials, don't be asking the same people over and over and over again. You will wear them out and they will stop wanting to be your customer, okay? So keep your ask to a minimum and that's why you really need to make it short and sweet, but a powerful ask. Okay, another one is don't send these out at a time that would be inconvenient for your customers because what's gonna happen is it's gonna land in their inbox and they're either gonna ignore it or they're going to action it right away. So actually, at the time of recording this, someone recently asked me to send them a testimonial, but they sent me the email on Monday morning, which is typically one of the busiest times of my work week. And it's not a time where I feel like I've got a lot of white space. I'm really like head down. I'm planning out my week. So they would have done a lot better by sending this request like a Thursday or a Friday at a time when it's going to be much better received, but also where I can carve out a few moments to write a thoughtful response. Again, I'm not going to be able to do that on a Monday morning. So think about the timing and do not send these out at a time that is going to annoy your customers, right? Keep it respectful. Keep the timing of this in line with the results that you want to receive. Okay, another don't is don't ask for too much. So you'll note when I talked about the template that I use, how I didn't say, please write six paragraphs. I asked them to write two to three sentences. So while you want to keep your email template short and sweet, you also want to keep the ask short and sweet. Do not ask too much of them or they simply won't do it. If you ask for something light and easy for them to execute, you are going to get it back ASAP. Okay. And my final don't here is don't get disheartened. 
Collecting testimonials is something that's really powerful for your business. So if you don't get the testimonials back that you want or you don't get them right away, don't lose hope. Go back and look at your template. Is it short and sweet? Look at what you're asking them to do. Is it concise and easy for them to do? And again, do that follow-up as necessary. Don't lose heart. And also don't throw in the towel after a couple of tries. You are going to serve lots of people over the course of your business. And remember, once you receive these testimonials, there are so many places that you can use them. The best place is to have a testimonials or feedback page on your website. And you're going to want to have at least three to six testimonials to start. One of the reasons why I worked so hard at the beginning of my business for so little money, my my first really low dollar package was just so that I could get amazing testimonials. It really was. So that's the first place, especially if you're just starting out, if you're really looking to build up your credibility, your testimonials should absolutely go there on your site. They should also be featured on your social media, especially if these people are providing headshots. If they're providing a photo of themselves, that makes a great once a week or once a month, you know, Instagram post where I can see that person's face and I can read in the caption what they said about working with so-and-so. That's really going to create some great quality content and it also diversifies what you're putting out when it comes to content. You should be including testimonials on any sort of sales pages. You could also be including them in sales emails or follow-up emails to close the sale. There's so, so, so many places. I've included testimonials inside of webinars, in my launches. Again, think about where people need that social proof. It's when they're making a purchase decision with you. So you want to feel comfortable sharing these success stories in all of the places where your customers or your potential customers hang out. Okay, that is all I have to share on testimonials. I hope you found this episode useful. And if you did, please screenshot it, share on social media, and tag me at Leanne Kim Coach. I always love to see what you're listening to that is resonating with you. And as I say, this is something that once you get the hang of it, you can do on a regular basis in your business. So if it's been a while, I am challenging you right now to spend some time in the next five business days, carve out maybe an hour to write this template, to shoot it off to, let's say, your 10 or 12 favorite customers of all time. Do this for yourself. You'll be surprised and delighted at what you get back. And then you can really start leveraging this in your marketing and in your sales. Okay, that's it from me. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the business of thinking big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com. 